Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. We're so glad that you're here today as we gather around the Word of God. And when we do that, there is a promise from Jesus, a personal promise to us. When we gather two or more in His name, He said, where two or more of you are gathered in My name, there am I in the midst of them. I want you to know as we open the Bible and open open our hearts today, that Jesus is right where you are, Jesus is right where I am, and therefore Jesus is right where we are today. Well, why is he there? It goes on to say, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be given them of my Father which is in heaven. God is in our midst. Christ is in our midst to manifest answers to prayer, to manifest His presence. Hallelujah. And I'm so glad to know that the church is not just a building today. Uh, Some of us are back in our buildings. Some cannot get in our buildings. There's all kinds of controversy and, and and complexities with getting things back to where we can we can even socially distance and be in a building. But I want you to know today, amen, that when we gather around the Word of God in the name of Jesus to worship Him and to bow before Him, hallelujah, there am I. Amen. If you want to locate Jesus today, just find two or three believers. Hallelujah. There He is in the midst of them, keeping the promise, lo, I'm with you always. I will never leave you, never forsake you. I will go with you even unto the end of the age. Praise God. Well, if you have your Bibles today, Revelation chapter 5, I may read the whole chapter, little bit extra reading today on the subject, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. These are the words that you will find. Two words that are outstanding and used over and over and over to describe worship and the reason that worship is motivated in the, in, in the book of Revelation. Those who are worshiping right in the presence of God, in the throne room of God in heaven, and the reasoning for that worship, and and one is holy, 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 holy. Angels cry holy. The four and twenty elders crying holy. Amen. The saints that, that are crying holy unto him. And the second word is worthy. There's a beautiful song out. It's been recently written. It's being sung around the world. And it simply is, is he worthy? We want to answer that question today because we want to give uh, every Christian the same incentive to worship God in spirit and in truth right here on earth, just like he's being worshiped in heaven. Hallelujah. And we want to see this worthiness brought forward here in Revelation 5, verse 8 through 14 in particular, but I'm just going to start reading. If you have your Bibles, open it to Revelation chapter 5. Is he worthy? And and in the song it says, is he worthy? And the answer from the choir is, yes, he is, or he is. And when we're through reading this and explaining some of this, I pray if you're a Christian, you'll say, yes, 
He is worthy. And you will, because of His worthiness, hallelujah, that you will worship Him. And not just in word, but in deed, that we would serve Him. You know, I preach a full-blown commitment to Christ without apology. And the reason I do it is because He is worthy of nothing less than your whole life in devotion and my whole life in devotion. I don't preach a bargain basement Jesus, amen, that you get on sale <laughs> because, because it's, he's not worthy of the, of, of paying a premium price for. No, he's worthy. He's worthy. I'm answering the question before we explain it today. I can't help it. That's why I preach. And that's why the Bible teaches, if anyone follow me, there's no apology for asking for you and I to make a full-blown commitment to Christ. Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Amen. Listen carefully today. If, if you decide to answer with your words and your worship and your life, that He's worthy of the commitment you're making to Him, and you follow Him, we're going to have a church that becomes a bride that is ready for the groom and worthy of Him. Praise God. Amen. We're getting ready for the coming of Jesus, so He's getting a bride ready for His coming. Amen. All right, Revelation chapter 5. And I saw in the right hand of Him that sat Upon the throne a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look their own. Now this means the judgment is about to begin. The the judgment and the and the culmination of of everything that God has purposed and Jesus has come to earth to accomplish. It's it begins with a purging and then it begins with an with a kingdom which will be unending. Amen. But but for all of this purging to come and all of this 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 punishment for sin unconfessed upon the earth, there had to be a man found worthy. There had to be a man. You know, God is sovereign. He could do what he wants to do, but he has he has this he has designed his purpose to work in conjunction with his creation. And the, and the thing was, this, some people even say, and I can't verify that one way or the other, but it sounds reasonable biblically, historically biblically, that this is the title deed to the earth that Adam gave up and the devil grabbed a hold of when he became the little G, God of this world. Amen. And when in the garden, when sin entered and all of the consequences of sin came. A friend of mine, there is a book that a man has to be 100% sinlessly perfect. Remember, he looked for a man. An angel could have done it. God could have done it himself. But he looked for a man. Is there such a man? Is there a man that in behalf of fallen man can open the seals 
So and and loose these purging judgments upon the earth and these punishments upon the wicked. Is there anyone without sin? Remember what Jesus said when they were going to stone these very righteous, so-called holy, religious men were going to kill this woman because she'd committed adultery. They had the stones in their hand ready to kill her until Jesus picked up, Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger in the sand And scholars and myself agreeing believe that he was writing the secret sins of every man standing there and he was getting ready to put a name to the sins. They all dropped their stones and walked away. Amen. The only judge not that you be not judged. There's an area of judgment we can't go into because we would have to be sinlessly perfect. Not perfectly forgiven our sin, but having never sinned. He that's without sin, Christ said, let him cast the first stone. Amen. Friend of mine, I'm going to tell you, I don't qualify. And I hope this don't bust your bubble. Well, I hope it does bust your bubble. Amen. If you've got a bubble of self-righteousness, I hope this blows it away. Amen. You're not either. There's none righteous in that respect. No, not one. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God looked for a man in behalf of fallen man to take the book from him that sits upon the throne and start this series of events that would culminate in the kingdom of God uh, coming to earth and Jesus reigning and ruling with us forever. And because no man was found and this couldn't couldn't happen unless there was, John said, and I wept much in verse 4, because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, neither to look thereupon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. Oh, my goodness, friend. There was a man, wasn't there? Born of a woman who 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 never sinned who went to the cross and and shed absolute sinless blood in our behalf that God accepted and verified because he raised him from the dead never to die again weep not the lamb the lion of the tribe of judah the root of david this is jesus dear friend hath prevailed he never sinned He hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it has been slain. Isn't it amazing? The elder said, it's a lion, the might and the power of the lion, this lion of the tribe of Judah, powerful, mighty, overcame and prevailed and he looked for a lion but he saw a lamb as it had been slain a little blood soaked lamb the throat cut the blood running and staining the snow 
white lamb, friend of mine. He saw a lamb as it had been slain, having seven, having seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. Remember what it said about Jesus? He was an extraordinary man. He was no ordinary man. In fact, because in him, and this is what it's descriptive of, in him dwelt all, not some, but all of the fullness of the Godhead bodily, because Jesus was the second person of the triune God, come to earth, took on flesh, hallelujah, and became Emmanuel, God in the flesh, God incarnate, hallelujah. Verse 7 said, And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts, four and twenty elders, fell down before the throne, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors or incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song. And here's the song saying, how does the song begin? Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders. Now this is not that beast that you may be thinking of. This is holy ones in the presence of God described by John the best way he could find verbiage to and in his vernacular. He's trying to describe something so holy and so wonderful and so mighty, living beings and angelic beings and the four and twenty elders, hallelujah. And with them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands. Praise God. If you I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you there was a whole lot of whole lot of angels followed the devil in rebellion, but it sounds to me like they're highly outnumbered. And by the way, they don't have to be outnumbered. All it took is one. All it took is one, one, one personage, person, one heavenly being that became flesh, hallelujah, and is raised from the dead to destroy him. But look at all the angels of God. And, and, and they, are, they, they are saying, what? What are they saying in verse 12? Worthy, <laughs> worthy, worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power. I'm going to stop and just preach a little bit here today. God is worthy of your commitment. God is worthy. You know, when we've done everything that he commands us, Jesus said, you're unprofitable servants. You've only done that which was your duty to do. We haven't done some extraordinary thing when we do something that we deem very sacrificial. No, because God is worthy of what you're doing. God is worthy of your sacrifice. God is worthy of your best, not your leftovers. I don't know this God that is not worthy of the first fruits of our increase. I don't know that God. I don't know this bargain basement Jesus is not worthy of your total devotion. 
I just don't know him. He's not a, he's not my my Jesus. This is not my God. Brother Venable, what are you saying? I'm saying he's worthy to receive power. That's what they said. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Hallelujah. Is he worthy? Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Every time that we see God requiring something of us, desiring something of us in the Scriptures, is He worthy of our obedience? Yes, He is. Is He worthy of our best? Yes, He is. Is He worthy of our, our, our financial gain, a part of that? Yes, He is. <laughs> is His work worthy of our sacrifice in order to carry it out? Yes, it is. Is. And verse 13 says, And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth, such as are in the sea and all that are in them, heard I saying, Everything that God has made, blessing and honor and glory and power, be unto him that sits upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and forever. Praise God. Friend of mine, is he worthy? The fish say he is. Is he worthy? The free trees of the field. The Bible said the trees of the field will clap their hands. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, is he worthy? Is he worthy today? What's he worth to you? Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen to the song. You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals. Worthy. It's the key word in Revelation 5. Remember the question of the mighty angel, who is worthy, who is worthy to break the seals, open the scroll, who is worthy to reveal the contents of the scroll and to set those contents in motion in Revelation 5, 2. And I saw a strong angel, I want to go back and read it again, proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and loose the seals. You are worthy, sing the choir directors of heaven. <laughs> who, who are they singing about? They're singing about the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. You are worthy. Why is he worthy? Why is he worthy to take the scroll, open the seals, and to set in motion God's eternal plan to judge and to save? We're given three reasons. Number one, he mentions a sacrifice. You were slain. You were slain. Friend of mine, I want you to know, as the Scriptures tell us in the New Covenant, that we were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of a lamb, without a spot, without a blemish. We were not redeemed by anything that the, that the world considers priceless and precious, but with the precious blood of a lamb. Amen. The first reason he's worthy is because he went to the cross and sinless blood, he that knew no sin, became sin. He didn't sin, but he was treated as a sinner 
because he took sinner's place, mine and yours, upon the cross. Is he worthy of a total commitment? Is he worthy of the first fruits in your life instead of the leftovers? Some people don't even give him the leftovers. I'm not talking about the tithe right now. I'm talking about your heart. But I'm going to tell you, if God gets your heart, He's going to get something else from you. (laughs) There's no doubt about it. When you fall in love with Jesus and you deem Him worthy, praise God, there won't be all that junk that is put before Him and His work and His honor and His glory. Praise God. Amen. Somebody say amen out there. I serve a worthy God. I make no apology for saying, and somebody said, is it going to cost me my my friends, if I start, if I give my heart to Christ and become a Christian, will will will, will I have to give up my friends, honey? You you become a Christian, you make a real devotion to follow Jesus. You won't have to give them up; they'll give you up. But if they ever 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 find themselves in a place where they feel uh, the sense of conviction and they feel the fear and the dread of things to come. They're going to call you up because you're the person who knows a God who is worth serving with everything. Praise God. Amen. He's worthy because He is the sacrifice lamb. Second, they mentioned the reason for the sacrifice. With your blood, with your own blood, you purchase men for God from every tribe, every language, and every nation. And third, the result of the sacrifice, you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on earth. Revelation 1, 5 and 6. Why is Jesus worthy? The song says because he's the lamb who was slain. If you're a reader of the old covenant, you will find that the Passover lamb was slain at the time of the exodus from Egypt. Jesus is the Passover lamb to us whose blood was shed. The blood tells us something about his death. It wasn't clean. It wasn't painless. It was a bloody sacrifice. His life ended violently. He was literally tortured to death. His life blood was poured out. He's the lamb that was slain. Why is he worthy? The song says Jesus is worthy because his blood has purchased men for God. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that we are, per- we are bought with a price. We talked about the price, the precious blood of Jesus. We're bought with a price and we're not our own. That is the reason. That is the incentive for giving ourselves away to God in a total commitment. Because he's worthy. And that's what Paul used as an incentive for such a commitment when he said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God. Where did we see that demonstrated at the cross, on the cross, I beseech you, brethren, in light of the mercy that God has shown you through Christ and His sacrifice for you, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. One translator says, your true spiritual worship. Praise God. Amen.
and be no more conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. Hallelujah. One translator says it good. Don't let the world press you into its mold. Hallelujah. Jesus is worthy, dear friend. He is worthy. The blood tells us something about his death. It wasn't a clean, quick death. It was a bloody, awful, terrible, sacrificial death. Why is Jesus worthy? Because he purchased us with his own blood. Hallelujah. We're a people purchased for God. A people purchased for God. The Israelite firstborn were not spared because they were better. They were not spared because they were more righteous. They were spared because they were redeemed or purchased by the shedding of blood. The blood of the Passover lamb. With his blood, Jesus has purchased undeserving sinners for God. We have been redeemed. And that means to pay a ransom, to buy back by paying a price. We are redeemed today. We have been ransomed. And we were not ransomed with silver or gold, but the precious blood of the Lamb. And that, my dear friend, is why He is worthy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And He is worthy because He has purchased us for God. What is the purpose of salvation? The ultimate purpose of salvation It's not just to save me. That's a byproduct. It's not just to save you. That's a byproduct of something greater. What could be greater? (laughs) Well, friend, hang on a minute. It's not just to give us eternal life, nor to forgive our sins. All of that is a byproduct of a higher purpose, a holier purpose than all of that. The purpose of our salvation is not me or anything about me. The purpose and focus of our salvation is God. Notice how verse 10 puts this. To be a kingdom and priest to serve our God. Why did he get them out of Egypt? What did, what did Moses tell them? Let my people go so they can go out and do their own thing. Let them go so they can get in the promised land and have a good time and live happily ever after. No, let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness, that they might offer sacrifices unto me. Hallelujah. If we're going to keep that type and bring it forward of the Passover, we need to keep the type of why they were delivered from Egypt. The the side effect was the blessing of the promised land. But even in the promised land, he told them, he said, be beware, lest after you're eaten and full and you get you get everything you need and you build your houses and 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 you have everything that you need in this land that flows with milk and honey that you forget the Lord thy God in keeping his commandments worshiping him serving him amen the purpose and focus of salvation is God hallelujah he purchases us to be a kingdom of priests and to serve our God 
Hallelujah. This should be very familiar with the readers of the Old Covenant. Listen to what God says about Israel in Exodus 19, verse 5 and 6. Out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. You will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. The great eternal purpose of salvation is the glory of God, the honor of God, and the service of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. The Bible said in the new covenant that the just has suffered for the unjust and there's a purpose in it that he might bring us to God hallelujah we the eternal life oh how important is that escaping hell's torments how important is that but the prize of the high calling through the resurrection from the dead is more than that. It is being what God has purposed that we become, that we become a people, a kingdom of priests to serve our God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Revelation 1, 5, and 6, once again, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God. Hallelujah. Forever. Amen and amen. What a worthy God that we serve. Hallelujah. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. Worthy is the Lamb of all of our worship, all of our praise. Everything I am, everything I have is His. I'm His. And if you offer your body, the container of your soul and spirit, the whole of you, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, this will only be a reasonable service. Hallelujah. He's worthy of that kind of devotion, of that kind of commitment, and nothing less. Today we need committed Christians, not people who go out and are pressed into the world's mold, but people that go out and represent a different king, and a different kingdom the kingdom of our God hallelujah because we bow to our king Jesus Christ and we worship none, no other hallelujah today the hour is late the coming of the Lord is near and if you haven't made a full commitment to Christ Christian God is calling you and me today. I beseech you by the mercies of God. Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Then present your body, the, all that you are and all that you have, a living sacrifice. 
and you will find resurrection power and holy peace for your life. And today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, Christ is coming soon. Don't run from Him. Run to Him. Let Him save you. Let Him keep you. Flee the wrath to come and be saved and safe in Jesus' name.